it's Jeanette Blissett, your host of the Next Chapter Experience. Today's guest is Beate Chalet. This guest was definitely a bit unique, and I know that this episode is going to interest you. She has done so much in her life as it relates to finding her purpose, what her mission is, and how she can best serve. I actually love this conversation, and it left me with a lot of things to ponder about what my next steps are. I am in my next chapter experience, however, it continues to evolve. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast with Jeanette Blissett. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Beate Gillette, and she is known as the Growth Architect. She is the founder of the Woman's Code, a proprietary strategy that helps women co-collaborate and lead. She also is the author of Happy Woman, Happy World, the full pro fix that takes you from overwhelm to awesome. She is a podcast host of the Business Growth Architect Show, and she's listed amongst the top 100 global thought leaders. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Thank you so much. I always make time for a good interview. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Jeanette. I want to start off asking you this question. If you took the full body of the work uh, that you do and you had to summarize it into a mission that you're on, how would you do that? And why do you think what you do matters? I would say I help people land planes. I love that. What that means is that I work with a lot of people that have ideas, that have ambition, that have a business, that have personal goals. And they just don't know where or how to land the plane. So I train them on how to fly the plane. We evaluate the terrain. We decide the journey. And then I'll help them land it. I appreciate you sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about your journey as a first-generation immigrant, a single parent at that time, $135,000 in debt with photography business that you were passionate about. And you grew that to a global business. And then all of a sudden, you exit with a multi-million dollar deal to Bill Gates. How did that happen? So what happens is that when we look at the story afterward and we go back and, wow, gee, how did she sell this business to Bill Gates? The story is not a story that includes a princess that was born a princess and somebody handed me the crown one day and then it became the queen. The story is really a story of a lot of hardship and 13 years of making no money, being completely broke and not knowing how I was going to get myself out of it and disasters. I've been through riots now twice, fires, earthquakes, floods, uh, a huge seven-point earthquake, a tsunami that killed one of my key vendors that completely upheavaled my business, was in a lawsuit against a massive insurance company because somebody betrayed me that I was working with. And now I added a pandemic and a hurricane to it in Los Angeles. So I'm getting a pretty good repertoire of being disaster-proof. And the story, my story isn't so much about how do you get out of it, but the story is exactly about how do you not give up and how do you keep your eyes peeled to the goal that you have and refuse to believe that anything but success is an option for you. And that was the struggle, really probably the biggest struggle of my life is to say there was this moment, Jeanette, when I'm, I'm deep in debt and I don't know how I'm going to make it. And I fly to Germany to drama business. My father has a stroke. My father did not 
have a stroke. My father had pancreatic cancer. So my father dies six weeks later and the tumor had metastasized everywhere, including his brain. That's what caused the stroke that then led to them discover it. And I remember this moment where they kept rolling him out of the room for more tests and they rolled him out of the room for more tests and more tests. And then finally the doctor says, yeah, he's got no time left. This is it, a hospice, he's leaving. And then when my father was buried and it was a day of the funeral and I'm in another Bavaria and I'm at this picturesque town overlooking the valley and this Baroque church behind me and the church bells ring and my father was just buried and my phone rings and it's my office in Los Angeles telling me that we've been just served a notice, meaning that the house that I was living and working in, we were going to be thrown out of. I didn't own the house, but I had an agreement with the previous landlord that I could run a home office. But when the landlord died and the place was sold, it was not captured anywhere. So on a technicality, I was thrown out. I remember, Jeanette, at this moment, I fell on my knees and I I took my fist and I raised it against God. And I said, if you have a plan, this would be an excellent time to fill me in. Because at some point you go, okay, enough of this already. What else? And this was the point where I said, okay, fine. My worst case scenario just happened. My best friend, my biggest supporter, my number one cheerleader is dead. I have no money. I don't even know I'm going to pay for the funeral. I had to surrender to whatever the outcome was because there was literally nothing else I could do. And knowing what I know now about mindset, that's exactly what you need to do is you need to let go. You need to let God or spirit, universe, whatever you believe in take over because you just don't know. You don't have this universal knowledge. You just have your limited knowledge, but there's a much larger knowledge out there. I just said, fine, if bankruptcy is it, then bankruptcy it is. There literally was nothing else I could do. I flew back and not too long later, I get a letter from the White House, Jeanette. And in the letter from the White House, it says the president sends his best wishes. And I go, the president obviously never saw this letter. But what the letter did do, it put me in touch with the second in command from the Small Business Administration in Los Angeles County, which is a very large organization here. The Small Business Administration helps business owners find financing, advice, help with a business plan and things like that. And because they got a letter from the White House, it went to the second in command, not some underling, I say this very respectfully, but to the top guy. When I walked in, he says, I'll put in what you put in. Then they helped me to work on my business plan, which I had written. So I was ready. I had a full on business plan with all the numbers. And then he helped me to fix that. And then they found me a bank that freed up my line of credit. They took my debt and restructured in a 10 year fixed loan, freed up my line of credit. Three months later, I'm break even. This is how close it was. Three months between bankruptcy and breaking even. 18 months later, I'm the world leader in my category. That's when the Bill Gates company come and says, can you tell us how you do it? And I said, absolutely not. You want it? You buy it. You want what I have? You pay for it. Then they said, how much do you want? And I said, I want a couple million. And I said, fine. That's remarkable. I'm not even going to say it's amazing. It's remarkable. What a journey. Help us peel back a few of the layers. When I studied your business background, it would appear that you serve a certain market, if you will, or a certain type of either individual or companies. You also serve women as well. Can you give us a better understanding of how your business organization is structured and how you go about tapping into the, the lanes that you provide solutions for? Yes, happy to do that. So what really interests me is people that have bigger, unusual ideas. And I'm going to give you an example so that we can make this real for the audience. I was at a pitch competition and I met 
a woman that had this fabulous overall on. And she says, this is the clothing and we are trying to figure out how to get these overalls sewn so that we can raise money for homelessness. Can I talk to you? This is to combat homelessness or to help homelessness in Los Angeles. I said, you don't need to pay me. I'll be happy to do this pro bono. I just want to see what you're up to. And so I'm listening to this. I'm listening to this. I'm listening to this. I'm going like, you got this model all wrong. The model is not that you are figuring out how to get people to pay $400 overalls that benefit a cause. But the much larger issue is there is no re-entry program into the workforce for homeless. And so fast forward six months later, she teamed up with the Los Angeles Mission. She launched her pilot program on taking formerly homeless women that have been going through all the programs and they've hit all the markers. They got clean. They're taking the meds. They're in whatever shelters. So they're ready for re-entry. And now she's teaching them in this program how to sew. They do pillows. And then these pillows represent their stories. And then these pillows are up for sale. She is in touch with the gentleman who founded Homeboy Industries, which was for convicts on re-entering the workforce and rehabilitation. So she has a business model to follow. So what she thought it was, she didn't think it was big enough. So that's the kind of person I like working with is somebody who says, I know I'm here. I've been activated by a force. Somebody pushed my button and I don't know what to do with it because only people who know they've been activated know what that even means. So when somebody comes to me and there's this thing, it's almost like in the back of my head, my intuition immediately starts to bizzle. Sometimes I get like major goosebumps and I get immediate downloads and I can see it where this is supposed to go. So the bigger, crazier the idea, the more I like it. One of my clients is a woman who is a data scientist and she wanted to create an ethical framework on how to use AI in search engines for luxury brands. Couldn't be any more specific. would be lying to you, Jeanette, if I would tell you that I understood the terminology. But what I did understand is that she needed terminology she could explain to somebody who does not do what it actually does. And when we did a week later, she closed a $50,000 contract. So my specialty really is I crawl into the mind and I find the puzzle pieces. And it's almost instant where I can put them together. I talked yesterday to a podcast host that had me on his show and I'm listening to what he's saying. And we had a little follow-up strategy call. And I said to him, no, that's not where it's at. This is where it's at. I said, your specialty is not that you just help businesses. Your specialty is that you help family business that want to create or preserve a legacy for their family. And his whole vibe, you could see it. Suddenly there's this like spark in the eyes and the body changes. That's what I do is I help people to really figure out what their purpose is and to connect with that and then build the business model that feeds that purpose so we can land the plane. Okay. Okay. Now that's extremely clear to me. (laughs) So with your strategy, your signature growth system, I took a look at that graphic where it shows a triangle and then it shows finding what the issue is. Then you've got the system strategy and authority. Can you lead us through that a little bit? So my my idea always is, or or where I always start is like, what are we trying to achieve? And if we know where we want to go, then we can reverse engineer it. Most of the people that I meet either don't know where they're going. So if you don't know where you're going, as they say, anyway, we'll get you there. So there has to be a strategy to a destination. 
So that's one side of the triangle. Once you have that, you need your differentiation factor, and that is the system. What is it that you do that diagnoses the problem that your customer has? And how do we then have different entry points in the client transformation journey that you offer so you can have different types of clients at different entry levels of your system that you provide different solution for that all together create a longer client transformation journey. That's the system. That's the signature growth system. I want to say from all the things that I do, that's the thing that created $50,000 like a week later. That's the one thing when somebody has been in business and they have different things and they constantly hear that they need to niche down and they better be getting clear about the one thing that they do. And they go, I have way too much experience to just do one thing. That's the answer to that. And it is instant when the money comes in. Of course, I have to for government purposes say results are not typical, but it is not uncommon that this happens because when you know what you do and you know how to talk about it with confidence and it's clear to you and it's connected to your passion, how can it not sell? And finally, when you have these two pieces in place, then we're going to talk about how do you get out there? Because then you know what you're talking about. Then you know what you're the authority on. Then we can tie the podcast and the executive roundtables and all these pieces into that one transformation journey that has this umbrella. I'm the growth architect, right? So I help people build authority, strategies, and systems. Now you would say, oh my God, she does so much. This is mind-blowing. No, I'm the growth architect. I go in, I figure out where are we going to land this plane? Who do we have on the plane? And then we land it. That's it. And whether that it needs a strategy or a system or an authority should not matter. That's the overall specialty. The system is a specialty, not any of these transformation pieces. And when you learn to talk about it in such a way, Jeanette, then suddenly you have a much more educated conversation with your prospect or your client. Mm -hmm. Then your client also understands that they're somewhere stuck in their transformation journey that they are providing for their clients. And it's not that everything needs to be changed. You just need to figure out what the one thing is that needs to be fixed. And once you have that fixed, the rest runs. It's interesting because I've been, been asked the question all the time from my guests. What do you do, Jeanette? I always laugh. What do you mean, what, what do I do? They say, what do you do? Is something that you do? And I always say, yeah, this is the thing that I do. My podcast is focused on mindset, wellness, and wealth. Now, why that is? Probably because those are the areas that I like to spend time in. What they're always after, are you coaching? Are you speaking? Are you doing these things? And I'm not. I'm just doing my podcast. So now you're making me think, what else could I be doing? But let's just stay with that because I think this is a really powerful piece maybe to share with the audience. So let's dive into that. So what I take away from what you just told me is that you say, I know what I'm passionate about. So there's the purpose. That's one piece. But there still has to be a monetization because unless you get your message out in front of people, you're not really living in purpose Mm -hmm. because then it's just an idea. It's a passionate idea, but there's no purpose. The purpose is that you have the idea and then you go spread the word or you help other people to understand on how passion and wealth and abundance and mindset and how all these things come together. But it's yours first to solve. Mm -hmm. So if you don't solve it, then you can't solve it for others. So that's the download. The download is here's the idea. Now you need to figure out how you're going to land your plane. And you're going like, but I like flying. That's great. If you don't fuel, it's going to crash. And the crash typically is that you get frustrated at your business because your business is not loving you back the way you love it. What's the answer to that? The answer to that is a monetization strategy. Now we see a lot of times, especially people that use a lot of spirituality, that there's a conflict because there's a money mindset issue. 
but abundance is a spiritual concept, then it feels bad. Why does it feel bad? Shouldn't be feeling bad, but it still does feel bad because it's like, I love it so much. Should I not give this away for free and believe the universal concepts of if I do what I love, the money will follow? Yes, technically, that's the case. You still need to have process and things in place so that it actually can come to you. And you can't help other people if you don't have something that you can offer them. So if they like you and you don't offer them, you are actually cheating them out of an experience ah. that, they, that they could have. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you say that because one of my subscribers sent me a note and said, she said something like, I'd like to hear more from you rather than your guests all the time. I don't know what to make of that, but long and short of it is that I hear what you're saying, understand the point. I'm probably one of those people who enjoy the flight and I'm good mm-hmm. with it for now. But ultimately speaking, the purpose of the podcast is really to show others what they can do or think about as they are are creating a path for their next chapter. My podcast provides them with examples of people like you who are doing things in their lives. The example that you provided earlier about the woman with the overalls and then what that actually transformed into, it was a beautiful scenario. And then the gentleman who now has created his dot, his defined dot on the map, if you will, that helps him go directly to where he needs to go. I think that the work that you're doing is unique. I'm one of your followers on Instagram. There's a lot of coaches out there. I remember actually hiring a coach who was 100% not worth the money, 100%. This is so painful to me. There's so much in what you said. So I want to go in some of these things that you've said. So number one is there is a piece in our society where we've been trained to look at existing information, regurgitate existing information. And then if we do that right, then we get an A. Then we go out in the real world and we realize that it's nothing like that. Because in the real world, everybody says, Jeanette, what you're really good at? And you said, nobody's ever asked me that question before. And they said, if you can't answer that question, then you can't make any money. And you go, where's the information? Can I learn the information, repeat the information, regurgitate information? Can somebody give me an A, please? And unless you go into, when I say this very lovingly, the post office, the government, the IRS, where there are rules that you can learn, repeat, regurgitate, and then grading them on what they're doing. And there's a system for it that works for actually a very large part of the population because they're happy with that. Then there's the other 20% of the population that are not like that, but there are no programs for that. So what happens when you feel that you have this, the way I ask the question, I'm just going to ask the question, how loud is the voice inside? Is it whispering, talking, or yelling? That's a good question because I'm trying to think about that for a second. It's not a whisper. I would say it's not yelling. It's probably just basically a consistent conversation. So it's it's a five going to a six to a seven, right? So that's typically when the call's been made and you're not listening. That's when the voice now starts to get louder because in the beginning, the voice whispers. And I'll give you an example on how this worked in my life. And it was just nuts. I'm in the desert and I had this dream of being a music video producer. That was my dream. I finally got my first client for a music video. I was pumped. I'm in the desert in the dry lake bed in El Mirage. The crew is coming, the truck's coming with a grip, the food truck's coming, the motorhome's coming, the models, the director, the stylist, the clothes. It was beautiful. And I hear this voice in my head and it says, you need to go bigger. And I go like, WTF? What? 
what? Wait, I'm, I've, I've arrived. I'm doing a music video. This is what I wanted to do. And the voice goes, nope, you can do better than that. You need to go global. I ignored it. And six months later, my employee betrayed me. That was the lawsuit. Six months after that, September 11th came and wiped out my production business. So I lost everything I built. And what the business is that I sold was a global stock photography syndication licensing in 79 countries. Would I have listened to that voice at that time? Maybe this could have all been prevented. So that's what happens. The voice gets louder and louder. And when you don't listen, something happens that takes the decision away from you. So it's better if you make the decision. So that's why I asked this question, especially with my women, because women, generally speaking, have a tendency to ignore that voice because everything else is always more important. Everybody else is more important. Yeah, that I can see. And I can definitely attest to that. That's the martyrdom when the business becomes the authority and you just happen to do random things that you think this entity is demanding from you. Then we go back to the original question, what do you want? So with that said... I'd like to ask the question, what do you think differentiates you from others? And I already know the answer to that because of who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that you've got a track record of success because success leaves clues. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I think that the answer to that really is very easy. You at different times in your life need a different quality or expert. So if you are just at the beginning of stuff, you don't need to pay somebody $1,000 an hour because that probably is way too advanced for where you are at. You want to go with somebody who can help you to get to that next level. So if you think about this as a ladder in life, different stages of your life require different skill sets, mindsets, and action sets. So if I look at who I want to be, and then I keep that image in my mind, then I need to think about what do people do that have that? And then I emulate the behavior. I had a very interesting pre-call for my show today with somebody who just told me that there is no recipe for success. There is no strategy or system that 8 million people need 8 million different strategies. When I'm listening to this, I'm listening to this. I'm like, there is a recipe for success. The recipe for success is evident in the person that's doing it. And if somebody has what you want, you need to learn what they do and you emulate the behavior. I'm not saying you do exactly what they do. I'm not saying you steal who they are, but I'm saying that if somebody makes a fortune running ads, then obviously ads work, but your ads are not working. So what does this person do that their ads are working, whereas your ads are not working? It's not ads in general are not working. They're working for them. They're working for many people. It's your ads are not working. So people in the coaching world, in the consulting world, I think that to answer your question, what makes me different is I'm literally, I want to say this out loud, I'm I'm too old to keep you around for years and years and years. That's not a relationship I want. I want to go in. I want to get the job done. I want to put you on the trajectory you're supposed to be on. I want you to tell everybody about it and that's it. And then we move on. This like whole thing that we need to be together for 10 years. No, ideally You get what you need and then you move on. Coaching a lot of times is helping people figure things out. They say when the student is ready, the master appears. And that only literally makes sense when you recognize that when you're actually willing to make a change in your life and you're willing to figure out what you're passionate about or what that next thing is that you want, which is what your show is, what the next chapter experience will actually look like. 
and you're willing for that, then the person you need to listen to will show up. If that is what your audience want and they're listening to this interview right now, what they're hearing right now, what you're hearing right now is exactly what you need to hear because this is the next experience that you're looking for. So find the thing that is in this interview that you can resonate with. And while you're at it, please do subscribe to the podcast and give Jeanette a five-star review and leave a comment because comments tell the algorithm there's engagement. Engagement helps this podcast to be put in front of more people so that Jeanette can fulfill her passion and desire to help more people. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for all the work that you've done and also for laying the groundwork for folks who do have that thought. Maybe that voice has been talking for a while, but then to your point, there comes a time in your life where it's actually repeating the same message over and over again. And I appreciate the metaphor because I think that metaphor in a sense will help to trigger someone to actually do a self-assessment or self-evaluation of their own situation and what the voice is actually telling them. I really appreciate that. Like I said, what you've done has been remarkable and the work that you continue to do is definitely serving a lot of people. So thank you for all of that. Also, for our listeners, Beate has her own podcast. So I want you to guys to check it out. She's a podcast host of the Business Growth Architect Show. Yeah, it's everywhere where you pick up podcasts, including Amazon and Spotify and all the major places. Your, your book, Happy Woman, Happy World, is that also on Audible as well? Yes, it's an audiobook, an ebook, and a printed book. It's exclusively on Amazon, and you can pick it up in however version that resonates with you. I wrote the book very specifically to be short chapters, easy to digest. There's a couple concepts in there that I definitely think are, are, are worth for women specifically to explore, like the superhuman paradox, when we think that we can be uh, superhuman and what to do about it, how to figure out what rhythm in life you are in. I call this the ego rhythm and how to influence the rhythm that you want to be in and how to understand that trying to do everything all at once is really not the way it's intended to be and what you can do to combat that perpetual perfectionism that drives women. Again, thanks so much for giving us your time today and giving us the exposure to what's in your world. And I greatly appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on your show. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.